Good day to everybody on this 15th of August. I pray that you've had a good week. Thank you for those who've listened and watched last week. I would like to ask you to please forward and send it to others. There's been very good feedback. People have been very strengthened, encouraged as we dealt with anxiety, going into fear, into a spirit of fear, and how it can get stopped in its tracks because we are Christians. Let us pray together. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you that we can share the word of the Lord, and I pray that your word will go forth, O Lord, and touch people's hearts and do a deep work which we cannot do in the flesh, that you'll do an unseen work deep in our hearts that we'll want to always turn to you more and more and more. Father, many people are maybe watching, listening, that have gone through troubled times, and we see things like death around us more than ever, struggles, financial difficulties, stresses and strains. And I pray that your body, the believers, will be encouraged. And those who watch you don't know you can also come in because your arms are open to receive everyone, even the lost, even those that have rejected you in the past, you have already forgiven them and say, come unto me. And I thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Last week, I spoke about dealing with uh, the reality of uncertainty. We said last week that uncertainty is yet to stay. And uncertainty will normally boil over into anxiety. And anxiety, if it's not dealt with, it goes into fear. Fear not dealt with, you'll open yourself to a spirit of fear, which will finally want to destroy you, because that fear hates the Lord and does not want any faith in believers. Doesn't want you to trust the Lord. Wants you to Hook up and become a partner with fear so fear can rule you and let you make your decisions from a platform of fear and not faith in Jesus and his word. It will help you. And um, yeah, today we want to build further and I'm going to work on two Sundays again. And I'm going to be building a little bit on post-fear, after-fear. You've dealt with it now. Anxiety. Cast all your anxiety onto the Lord, for He cares for you. And it will tell you, don't be anxious for anything. Um, and we've read and we've done that verses. But this is a little bit about post-fear. Because we're still living in a broken world, upside down. None of those circumstances have changed. But what about after we've dealt with this anxiety? And next week I'll even go deep about spending time with the Lord to work this into your spirit, the truth 
Uh, all, all truth has to shift from, from just our heads down into our hearts. And I found that even with myself. Uh, we joke a lot. We can ask a lot of questions about the Bible and verses and things like that. But the question is, even if I know the answers, yeah, is it alive in my spirit? Because that's where I'm going to live from. Jy gaan leef vanuit jou binneste, nie vanuit jou kop uit nie. En daarvan binneste, as, as ons gedeel het met vrees en verwarring en die goed, en, en ons moet nie net skrifies ken nie, ons moet nou begin leef uit ons geest uit in een ander dimensie met Christus. Want niks om ons het verander. Die wereld om ons die selfde. Nog net so onzeker. And this is what we're going to kick off with today. Ons gaan wegspring, in English I've titled it, King or Shepherd. In Afrikaans is koning of herder. En ek het as pris gesê, koning of herder. Want eindelijk is Jesus Christus al twee. Hy is on my koning en hy is my goeie herder. Jesus Christ is Alan's king and his shepherd. So why, Alan, are you going king or shepherd? Now this is very important that I'm going to share today. It's very important for you, the believer, and for me, the believer. Your interaction with Christ, your interaction with Christus, as a kind of God, as a wedergeboren kind of God, your interaction with Christus, moet jy onbelukkelijk op die punt herdefineer constant tussen koning herder, koning herder. If you don't start mastering your interaction with Jesus as king or shepherd and you don't know the timing and the difference, the big problem is you're going to get two things. This is very important for anybody writing down. Your first one is you're going to have Big disappointments. And you're going to end up having unnecessary lack. Onnodige behoefte. Ek wil het herhaal. As jy nie gaan differentieer met Christus as koning en herder, gaan iets met jou begin gebeur. Jy gaan grote leerstellings ervaar en die ander kant is, jy gaan groot um, behoeftes aangaan wat onnodig is. Want jy reil die twee funksies van Christus in jou. Verduidelik asjeblief, paaste Ellen. Ons gaan het nou verduidelik, dier die preek. King or shepherd, and you've got to understand which is which. Very, very important. We're talking about post-fear, na-vrees. Selfde wereld, omstandighede, na-vrees. My interaksie met Jesus, my koning, my herder, moet ek verstaan. Waar pas wat in? Ek gaan baie onnodige seer vir my. Onnodige seer vir my. Kom spring weg. Ek wil net sê, eerste punt wil ek sê, een koning, kom ons praat van een goeie koning en een goeie herder, een goeie 
koning wil ek hee, jy moet in jou kop sit, makro, ons weet allemaal die makro winkels, makro beteken large scale, op groot mate, groot skaal, makro, dink saam my koning, makro, herder, mikro, in ander woorde, baie klein, Jesus is nie klein nie, maar vir die, vir die onthalve van die woord, wil ek jou sê, ek wil hy moet dink koning, makro, herder, mikro, dan gaan hierdie ding begin verstaan, en ek is hier, ek is een kind van God, ek is een wedergeboore, bloedgewaste, kind van God, maar ek het nog steeds, die verantwoordelijkheid, die inzicht en die wijsheid, om te verstaan, wanneer is ek bezig met makro, en wanneer is ek bezig met mikro, wanneer is ek bezig met koning Jesus, en wanneer is ek bezig met my herder oor my leven, maak het sin, do you understand that? I need to discern between macro and micro, king and shepherd, when am I interacting with king Jesus, and when am I interacting with the Lord is my shepherd, it's very important, you save yourself a lot of pain, and so as a teacher, a shepherd, a pastor, I want to share this with you, so that we can eliminate nonsense, even in the church and in people's lives. I'm comforted that my king is sovereign. Ek is getroos dat my koning soverein is en is in beheer van die heel al. I'm comforted that my king, King Jesus, the one that I serve, is in control and sovereign of this whole universe at this time. <coughs> And I'm going to start jumping ahead now. We don't know how long ahead because no one knows the day and the hour. Is it hundreds or thousands or less? Some people will fight with you, so please, I'm not saying. I'm jumping ahead in time to this macro king. Let's see who he is. Ek spring voor en toe in tyd na hierdie macro koning uit openbaring dat jy kan begin inzicht kry met wie is ons bezig? Wie is hierdie persoon wat jy jou leven voorgegeet het? Who is this person that you gave your life to? Jesus Christ, who is now king of the universe. So let's jump ahead and peep into the Bible and have a look who we busy with. We're going to start this morning, ek gaan begin volgende in openbaring vir jylle wat Afrikaans is en kyk en I'll read it in English, Revelation 19 verse 11 to 16. We're looking ahead at Macro, the king. Kijk wat sê hy. I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse, whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice he judges and wages war. King. With justice he judges and he wages war. His eyes are like blazing fire. And on his head are many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows but himself. He is dressed in a robe that's dipped in blood. And his name is the word of God. Now catch this. This is verse 14. The armies of heaven were following him. This is a king, guys. 
The armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Coming out of his mouth is a sharp sword with which he will strike down the nations. This by an interessant. He will strike down the nations. Guys, there's a sword coming out of his mouth which he will strike down the nations. That sounds like macro. That sounds king. That sounds big, mighty, above little Ellen. <clears throat> that sounds pretty much above any manager, professor, president, ruler. This is a king of macro ability. That is my king. That I belong to. Talking down the line. And look what it says. He strikes down the nations. He will rule them. Who? The nations. He will rule them. That's kingship. With an iron scepter. He treads the winepress of the fury and the wrath of the God Almighty. Look nice. On his robe and his thigh he has this name written. King of kings and Lord of lords. If I have ever, and you've seen the picture of him on the white horse. If ever you have doubted the king and his authority. There's a big difference between what we've just read and Liver Jesus Sachantir. You, you understand? There's a king of macro capacity, sovereign of this whole universe, who will rule, strike the nations. That's now there. That's coming. It's coming. It was a joke of ours, but it's coming. I don't know when, but it's going to happen. But now, I don't want to go back to where we are now. I want to just go from there... I want to just come back a little bit in time. There's something called the Great Tribulation. And Revelations also gives you an insight into this Savior of ours on a throne in Revelations before, after the Tribulation, before that final coming of the King on the horse. Between now and the far one is is this that I'm going to speak on. Is the great tribulation when that has come finally to an end. Look what's going to happen. Look how, look how this starts to change. I'm going to read in Afrikaans. It's Revelation 7 verse 17. Or this openbaring 7 verse 17. And look what it says. Look what it talks about who's on the throne after the tribulation. Want die lam, wat in die middel van die troon is. Die lam, wat in die middel van die troon is. Sê nie die koning nie, hy is koning. Maar look how it says something different. He says, maar die lam, wat in die middel 
het sê nie die, die, die ram van die trop, het sê die lam wat op het middel van die troon is, is dat beautiful, sal hulle herder, is dat beautiful, die lam wat in die middel van die troon is, sal hulle herder wees, en hulle na die fonteine met die water van die lewe leie, the good shepherd, quite interesting, the lamb, on the throne, will shepherd them, and lead them to the water. This is after the great tribulation. En God sal die trane van hulle oor afdroog. So we see this mighty king, who is king, and he is already king of kings, and lord of lords, smashing the nations. But we come back a bit after tribulation. He He's a lamb who shepherds, and leads these people who've been through the great tribulation, and he wipes their tears. When's that going to happen? We're also not certain. We know time's coming closer. But let's go even further back. This is important. It's the purpose of today. Let's go further back to 15 August 2021 today. You and me, Mr. and Mrs. Child of God, interacting with the Savior of the universe, how do you see him now? And what is your interaction? Who see you And what is your interaction with Jesus Christus? And can you understand this herder in koning, Wat ek vroeger gesê het, is baie belangrik. As jy verkeerd gaan, gaan interaksie hee, gaan jy teleergestel word, of sal jy selfs baie mis. En dis wat ek gaan opbouw oor twee weke. Daar kan jy die prentjie sien van die liew en die lam. Het ek en jy die vermoe om die verskil, maar ook die waarheid te weet van die lam en die liew, die koning en die herder in ons levens. Baie mense probeer hulle interaksie met God op die oomlik, probeer hulle hulle interaksie hee met die Heere Jesus, asof hulle daar saam met hom op die witperd al rui, en word hulle baie teleergestel, want die tyd het nog nie aangebreek. Hy is koning, maar hy functioneer met sy lichaam, sy kinders, ek praat nou op een persoonlijke vlak, op een ander manier tans, en ek en jy moet oorgeef dit, In John, I want to move into the special place where God is busy with us. In John 10 verse 14, 
He says, I am the good shepherd. Johannes 10, 14. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. My friend, listen. (laughs) He knows you better than you think. I know my sheep. And my sheep know me. I just want to stop there for a minute. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. I want to ask you something. How well do you think God really knows you? You see, a macro king, good king, I'm not talking about an evil king, a macro king, if I use it in today's terms, let's talk about a good president. Over hundreds of millions of people, a good man, a good ruler, a good macro ruler who can make excellent decisions and excellent economic decisions choices and appoint the best governors doesn't know you on a macro level a a micro level he's got an amazing heart and his righteous and justice are ruling from his throne this president or king whoever but he doesn't know his people intimately on a micro level And many of us in the church think Jesus is just like this macro king who's going to come and whack all the evil off the earth one time. It's going to happen. And we don't realize that he's a shepherd who is interested in your finest detail of your life now. Not only one day, and definitely not only one day to crush the nations. The now factor, August 2021, he wants to interact with you catch this as a shepherd interacts with his sheep but at the same time with you the knowledge that I said the sovereign whole universe is in this shepherd's hands he's king but he's interacting personally with me some of you are suffering want die hand op jou toelaat. Of jy dink, die herder stel nie, belang in jou detail. Now we've had quite a joke in our office, just building up. I was laughing. I said to, to some of the people in the office, I, I know how much hair you have on your head. It was quite a joke. They said, no, you definitely don't know. I said, no, I do. But it's only because I found out that Harvard University did a study. And this is interesting. Harvard University did a study and they said they found the following on an average. They found that blonde people have around 150,000 hair, hairs on their head. Blonde. Not more. Blonde have more hair. People with dark hair or black hair, like, like myself, will have about 110,000 hairs on your head. 
give or take a couple of thousand. Now, to my shame, I've been married 35 years. Now, now, September, I've married 35 going into 36. I know how many ears my wife has. I know how many eyes my wife has. I know how many, how many noses she has. I think it's just one. I know how many feet she has, hands. But if someone had to say, you married 35 years, how many teeth has your wife got? Oh, I'm not so stupid. I can count, but I've, you know, 35 years, I've never counted my wife's teeth. How many freckles does she have? I don't know. I haven't counted. Quite interesting, eh? If you had to say to me, how, many, how much hair does she have on her head? I'd say, no, there's the dead loss. One, two, three. <laughs> you see, I love my wife. and She's my intimate friend, and I don't even know how many teeth she has. And it's only 32 if she had, has, has, had none removed. 32 teeth in an adult. If you have your wisdom teeth removed, then it gets less. If you have them hit out or they go rotten, it goes less. 32 teeth God's designed an adult human being to have. I don't even know, after 35 years of marriage, I don't even know that detail of my wife. But God says in the following, you can put it on the screen, Matthew 10 verse 30 Jesus talks about the Lord, and he says, even the hairs of your head are all numbered. God even knows how many hair, the exact amount is on my head. He's not only the king of the macro, knowing the politics and the dynamics of this whole universe, he even knows the details of my personal intimate being, like the hair on my head. Because he's my good shepherd and not only a good, powerful king. Th this is important. This, what I'm going to say now, is very, very, very important. A king is macro. And he has a wonderful insight into the bigger picture, the overall. A koning is macro. And say besluiten, say, say oorsig is, is amazing. Met die dynamikas en wereldsake. Maar een herder is intiem. Hier is belangrijk. Een herder gee persoonlijke verzorging aan sy skape. Julle wat kyk, sê saam met my persoonlijke verzorging. The shepherd gives personal care to his sheep. The shepherd is personally involved with his sheep. The herder is persoonlik betrokke met sy skape. Is reg, jy het laas week video gekyk, geluister, En jy nou geweet, die koning van alle konings is so almachtig, dat hy met jou kom en hy deel met jou, en, hy, en, en jylle deel met die angst en die vrees, en dis reg. Maar ek het gesê, ons moet verder gaan. 
gaan jy jou leven oopmaak vir een persoonlijke betrokkenheid van die herder met jou. Will you open your life? You've dealt with anxiety and you've cast it onto the Lord and you feel better and that's scriptural. But are you going to open your life that the, the shepherd can become personally involved and give personal attention and care to you? Or will he just be the king who knows everything and I'm safe with, it, with him? He wants to go further. That's why David was a shepherd and a king. Moses was a shepherd and a great leader. And you can look through all the Bible. Because there was something in the hearts of these people about intimate caring. We're going we're to move to the last part of the verse, uh, uh, service today. Where David speaks, and you all know the beginning, Psalm, 21, uh, Psalm 23, and he says, in verse 1, he says, Die Heere is my herder. Niks sal my ontbreek nie. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall lack nothing. And then he goes further and you can look with me. Psalm 23. And we're going to start at verse 3. Psalm 23 verse 3. It says, He refreshes my soul. That's what's happened. You've dealt with your anxiety. He guides me along the right paths. I've preached on that. I've said he, he puts your feet in solid places to stand. And that we have to have. He says, for his name's sake, even though I walk through the darkest valley, yeah, he says, I fear no evil. He didn't say there will never be evil. He says, I fear no evil because the, evil, the fear is dealt with. I didn't go that far. I dealt with it when it was anxiety. For you are with me. David says, person, not you are with us. He says, you are with me. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord guides me. He says, you are with me. Your rod and your staff, Kaikiri, it says, your rod and your staff, he's talking his staff, they comfort me. Personal involvement with the sheep. David's a king. God is a, Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords. But David says, thou art my shepherd. My shepherd. You personally care for me, Jesus. Thank you. Now what does he do? This is where we're going to. And I can net a voorsmaak hier vandag. Because our circumstances haven't changed. And this is where from fear to faith, from fear and anxiety to expectancy, from fear of failure and loss and, and, and loneliness, I'm moved from that fear. I'm shifting into faith. I'm shifting into expectancy with what? Just on my own? No, that some king, like the government, someone will just come and give you a house or give you some set of keys. No, the shepherd is personally involved with my life. And we need to build our faith in that truth. Kijk wat sê hy, in Engels vers 5, he says, You prepare a table before me. I berei a tafel vir my, voor my, berei a tafel voor. My wife, she just loves to prepare table before we get guests. There's something about preparing a table 
And that what it means is he prepares a table before me. What it's saying is the battle is not ours, but the victory is ours. And he says he prepares a table for me. He's interested in me. It's not food on the go. It's not grab and eat and run. He says, no, the enemies are all around you, Alan. But I'm your good shepherd and I'm, I, I'm preparing a table before you now. And I'm going to prepare it beautiful. You can just put the shot to the table that's prepared. In the midst of our enemies and the danger, that's where our fear has been dealt with. I need to start building and have an expectancy that me and my shepherd is going to go into something new in this time. There's something intimate, something special he's preparing for me. In the presence of my enemies, he's starting to do something impossible and illogic. Ek was in die Weermacht. En ons was op een tijd in die Weermacht, was ons een geweldige spanningssituasie in een ander land. En is onlogisch om te sit, ach, chill, kom ons eet nou, as een paar bomme en een paar skote oor jou, relax. Ah, but God says, come, I'm preparing a table in the presence of your enemies. Because I've taken charge as your shepherd of your life. It's impossible and illogic, but he said he'll do it. He says, I anoint your head with oil. He refreshes me in front of my enemies. My cup overflows. There's life and joy starts bubbling up in front of my enemies. In the midst of the valleys of the shadow of death. In the midst of the insecurity. In the midst of what we don't know. We go to our good shepherd. Not, oh, I'm so, so glad our king knows the whole bigger picture. He does. But he also says, come to me. I'm your shepherd. And I'm not going to go into a lot of detail, but he says, surely goodness and love or mercy, surely goodness and love will follow me. Me. Sounds very vinty. But David wasn't being vinty. David was being very humble that the God of the universe was his personal shepherd that led him, if you look at that picture, led him and prepared a table for him beside quiet waters in the presence of his enemies and said, I've got a plan for you. I'm refreshing you. I'm anointing you. You're going to see me do the impossible in front of your enemies. I'll make a way where there seems to be no way. I'll fill the valleys and I'll flatten the hills and I'll turn a wilderness into a green land. But let me put my hands on you I'm your good shepherd. He says, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I want to close off with the following. Next week we're going to go into a bit of practical interaction with your shepherd. But I want to ask you. You've dealt with anxiety and the fear. You have full trust that God is king of the universe who's, who's, a, who's able to deal with all these big things. Don't you want to, with me today, say, you're not only my king, but you are my shepherd. You're a good shepherd. 
And I want to entrust the finest details of my life into your hands, O good shepherd. That I can start experiencing for myself. That I can begin ervaar for myself. Self. Psalm 23. That the Heere is my herder. Niks sal my ontbreek. En dat hy my lei, en sy stof en staf vertroos my, en hy dekke tafel voor my vijande, vir my. Wil jy nie jou hart oopmaak vandag en sê, ek glo is die koning, en alles is in beheer, maar ek kom ook en aanvaar jy as my herder, Jesus, die lam wat op die troon sit. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus Christ, you are the only way to the Father. You're the mediator between our Father and man. And we accept you as that, Jesus. We also know when you were exalted to the right hand of the Father that, Lord, you are given the name above all names and you are king of all kings and lord of all lords but we also learn today Here ons het vandag weer ontdek jy is die koning van alle konings maar jy is nog steeds die lam op die troon en jy en jy, en jy het herderskap oor die kinders jy is die groot herder En ek wil saam met my boeties en sissies en vriende wat kyk, wil ek kom vir ochend in een nederige manier en sê, ek vertrou my leven toe aan die onmoendlikheid voor my vijande, dat ek my leven gee vir jy goeie herder, dat jy sal die tafel dek en die onmoendlike verrig, ongeacht wat mense en dinge om ons skree en sê. O groot herder, ek vertrou die leiding en die motieve met my leven, dat ek nie net onbelangrike wasempie is op hierdie heelal, maar dat die eindelijk my lief het as die kind. Help my ook om te onderskui dat die ook die heerser is van die heelal en dat ek nie arrogant sal wees, maar sal ook toelaat dat die koningskap invloed op my het. Dat ek sal saamwerk met die groter lichaam en die groter werk van God oor hierdie aarde. Bid vir mense vandag wat sikkel dat daar deurbrake sal kom en ek gee al die eer in Jesus' wonderlijke naam. Alle eer aan u, Heere, want net aan u kom het toe. Dankie in Jesus' naam. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for watching and sharing. I look forward to sharing next week again. Bye-bye. Thank you.